BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Bulls failed to secure their first winning streak of the season, going down by 18 points at home to the Miami Heat. Uh, this was a game that a lot of the Bulls, the things that we've been seeing, struggles for the Bulls, reared their ugly head again. We're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I am the host, Hayes, and we are here, unfortunately, yet again, to talk about another Chicago Bulls loss. Um, Yeah, the uh, Chicago Bulls, despite shooting the ball okay from the field, 47%. Um, uh, listen, Kobe White, shout out to Kobe White leading the way, scoring with both t- uh, 20 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Stuff in the stat sheet for Kobe White, but hey, the Miami came into this game early on and they knew exactly how to take care of business. That's it. And this is one of the things that we did talk about, right? When when, when Billy Donovan's your head coach and you're playing a team like this on back-to-back nights, expect Billy Donovan to lose at least that second night because their exposure came in with a game plan to really nullify what a lot of the things that helped the Bulls. The Miami Heat won every single quarter of this game. The Bulls didn't even win a single quarter. Now, yes, we looked a little bit better to start. They didn't get out 20, 22 to one on us, thank God. But overall, just bad lack of production overall. Um, While some of these Stats are going to sound good as far as like on a stat sheet. If you actually watch this game, you know that the Bulls were lethargic for a lot large part portions of the night. DeMar DeRozan finishes with 15 points, five assists, four rebounds, one block. Nikola Vucevic, who was absolute dog shit defensively, 18 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Kobe White, we overran over him, 20 points from him. Alex Caruso had 13 points, still starting at the four there um, with four rebounds and three assists as well. One still, one block from him. And Zach Levine, passive Z himself, five assists, three rebounds, 13 points. He takes less than 10 shots. Zach Levine only took two more shots than Patrick Williams in this game, and he only made one more than Patrick Williams. That's crazy. That That's that's why we can talk all day about Patrick Williams giving up. I mean, uh, Zach Levine giving up or not on the team, whatever, being disinterested. I know that's triggering for some people, but when it comes down to it, like this team just did not have enough to get it done. That's just it. They didn't have enough to get it done. This team didn't execute. They didn't play well defensively. They didn't do a lot of anything. 
This was an absolute piss-poor performance by the Chicago Bulls. And while, yeah, they don't have a single quarter where they get completely blown out like they did in last in, uh, the game a couple of days ago, just look at the energy stats. 43 uh, rebounds for the Miami Heat, 36 for the Chicago Bulls. We were winning the rebounding battle co- going into the uh, second half of this game. We look at the uh, points off turnovers, 13 points off turnovers for the Miami Heat. The Chicago Bulls overall have 11 turnovers in this game. Now, the Heat did have eight. They only had two in the first half, so we forced more turnovers there. Second chance points. The Bulls lost the second chance point battle. The the Miami Heat doubled the Chicago Bulls on, on points off the bench, 42 to 21. That When you lose those type of stats, when you lose those, it's tough. The, the Bulls and the Miami Heat had about the same amount of possessions in this game at 92 and 93. Um, it just, hey, it is what it is, man. There's there's a team that has a clear leader uh, in the Miami Heat, and they have a great coach. And then there's the Chicago Bulls, who were just trying to make something work, and it just did not happen for the Chicago Bulls in the way that they were hoping for. It just didn't. And so that's what happens in this game. Let's see how you guys are feeling about it. Jay Lee says, passive Z. That is hilarious. That's funny. Melvin says, oh, now Zach Levine wants to smile, spark when we lost, uh, but walked uh, off when we won. Get his ass out of here. Hey, if anything, it's clear and evident that Zach is Zach. Hey, listen, Zach's gone. Excuse me on that one. Yeah, it's time to sit Zach until he's traded. I, I don't know if this team does it, but I, I understand where you guys are definitely coming from with this one. Uh, can we skip towards the end of the season, please? That's hilarious. 67 games left on the season. Christian Jones says, boycott UC, hire Bob Myers. That's funny. Shay in the building. This is what happens when you depend on your bench all the time. Everybody has to come out and play. Listen, the bench has been the, the unit that's brought the energy for the Chicago Bulls, right? That's been the unit that typically more times than not sets the tone for the Chicago Bulls. Not happening tonight. Not so much so. And we also, I think when you bring Alice Caruso from the bench to the starting lineup, you're now seeing that that bench doesn't have the quite the same oomph that it had when Alice Caruso was on it, of course, right? Brian Ramis says, uh, please, front office, do something. It's coming, but it's going to take some time. Like I said, Zach Levine is not going to be traded before December 15th at the earliest. That's the team I love. Finally start the game with effort and then lose by 20. Listen, it's the Chicago Bulls, baby. What you expecting, man? Hayes, do you think the front office would actually do something they must? I'm I'm just leaving uh, the game, too, by the way. Yeah, they're going to do some. Zach is being traded, right? And that's what I said on the, on the pre-recorded video today, is that this is why, well, it took Zach Levine to request a trade, basically, to, to force change by the front office. And that's what we're seeing. It's taking that to really to really make the Chicago Bulls front office do something different. And we've been seeing the front office. This front office, I truly think, would have been fine sticking with the same core for years and years and years. But now they're forced to do something different, and hopefully they get this trade right. Sup, Hayes? How you been? I've been all right, little Bulls fan. How you been, fam? Stefan says, Zach is totally going through the motions. Absolutely. Absolutely. I never understood why Billy Donovan is putting AC at power forward spot when he has never did that uh, with Lou Dort. Well, I mean, he only had Lou Dort for the one season, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken. But again, that was a different team. The OKC Thunder had a completely different makeup. It was hard to go small on the OKC Thunder team. Um, so you know, very different players, very very different things. Um, I always I think those OKC teams also with Billy Donovan play with a lot more heart 
than what we've ever seen the Chicago Bulls play with. So that plays a part into it as well. K-Sign says, uh, Zach said, forget Lonzo, I'll play point. That's funny. That's hilarious. Zach Levine is a horrible point guard. Vooch is not playing aggressive enough. This franchise is taking its toll on him. Listen, I, and, and I, I, you know, I don't want to overlook that human element of it either, right? It's hard to get up for a team that sucks. Like, seriously. JD8 says, so we're pretty good, right? That's funny. That's hilarious. You know what? The saddest shit about this uh, is about this roster. We can be a lot better than what we are showing right now, but we just don't have the right direction. The right direction? Do we have a direction, right? And that's where your coach comes in. Again, I'm not putting everything on Billy Donovan. Some of it is, though. But when you don't have that type of leader, you need your coach to stand up. And so when you don't have a coach that you can even trust to use players into the best of their ability, it's hard to get up for a coach like that. Quentin, uh, Patrick had the good stretch, and then Billy said, nah, bro, come sit down for a while. Listen, and that's always going to be a fault of Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan doesn't know how to ride a hot hand to save his life. He doesn't. Like, it, it just is what it is. Um, I had a joke there, but it probably would have been TMI. I'm not going to crack that joke. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, I'm glad you're finally holding Vooch accountable. If we ever find a young defensive-minded center, that would be great. No, it's not. But it, And see, that's the thing. It's not just about holding Vooch accountable. That is part of why it's, it's, it's hard to replace Vooch because with this team and this currently made up, now we know that's changing. You can put a defensive center in there, and it's just going to make – you may gain something defensively, but it's going to make your offense that's already stagnant even worse. It just is. When You, you already have – a player that that with Vooch that likes starting his offense from the same spot as Billy Donovan. If you have a center that's no stretch to even get a mid-range shot, so it's more than just getting a defensive-minded center. And often sometimes in sports, we kind of oversimplify what it, what's needed. So if we're going to move on from Vooch, which we can, right? It's, it can't just be just a defensive-minded center because that's going to make our offense that people already know how to guard us is already easy to guard us even easier. So... The Bulls aren't in a position where it's just that simple to replace Vooch. It just isn't. That's why you saw them bring him back and sign sign him to the contract that they did. Reasonable contract, nothing too crazy, but that's why you see that. Shea says the league, Zach Levine was doing other things like playmaking and play some defense. Listen, um, you're not going to get that with Zach Levine probably until he's moved. We were supposed to win last night game, and Miami coming out dominating from start to finish showed that. I mean, listen, you're supposed to. I don't I don't get what that's supposed to win or supposed to lose. There's no script, uh, even though people joke about the NBA script. But it comes down to heart can only get you so far, right? Yeah, yeah, you can have the comeback victories. But at some point in time, those things that get you out to those deficits are always going to come back to bite you in your ass. So I won't say the Bulls weren't supposed to win uh, last game. They took that. And shout out to them for taking it. But you can't constantly, you can't win consistently playing that way. You just can't. You have to be more consistent in doing the things if you want to win at a higher level. We can, uh, we just can't seem to win two in a row. Last year, we couldn't win four in a row. This year, we can't win two in a row so far. Yeah, no, no win streak at all for the Chicago Bulls. They have not had back-to-back victories at all this season. Sucks. Vincent Harris said, well, hell, I'm not uh, mad anymore. I'm just happy I was at work. Do not have to watch this joke of a team. Zach Levine was one of my favorite players on this team. Fuck him now. Fuck this team as well. Jesus Christ. He said, fuck the team. That's crazy. I thought Hayes was somewhere punching the air like Trey from Boys in the Hood. No, man. Listen, I had my rant. Uh, It was about the state of the team. But at the end of the day, it's this, man. It's about about expectations. And really. 
I don't have very ex, very, very many expectations for this team right now. I just don't. Jay Collins says he is disappointed. A lot of people are disappointed right now. Like the, the to be, you should be disappointed on this team right now. Period. Zach has been my favorite player on this team, but due to stop playing now, he's just doing cardio now. Got to sit him until the trade. It's not going. to Listen, now everybody wants to sit Zach. It's probably not going to happen. And he's doing more than just cardio, right? But that that instinct of Zach to like score, it's gone. And is it uh, he doesn't want to get hurt? Is it that he's just ready to get out of here? Is it whatever? You know, all those things has its own uh, levels of validity to it, but. It just is what it is, man. Hey, Vooch might be a top center of the stats, but stats don't tell the whole story. Vooch needs to chill at the three-point line. But again, I get, I definitely agree with you. But part of that is him trying to get his the way that he can because of the way this team is poorly constructed. Do we actually think Bulls could win? Bulls couldn't win two games straight to save their lives. That's fun. Now watch, they're going to win all four of those games out on the road, and we're going to be even more uh, confused about what the hell this team is. Joseph says, good energy tonight, and Zach acts like he's above the Bulls. Bro, you've accomplished nothing. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in that one at all. Moe's in the building says, uh, LOL, uh, we can't wait to get Levine up out of here. But what's the the bet we're gonna going to lose the trade like we always do? Uh, I mean, listen, if you look at the times that the Bulls have won trades, the Chicago Bulls haven't won trades in a long time, a long time. So there you go on that one. Nah, Kobe is the starter. It's hard to say. Like, uh, I, did you watch this game? Because Kobe was the one in the starting lineup that played the best. I officially just want to blow it up and start over. Keep Caruso and let him be uh, the example of what the culture we want going forward. I understand that, but I, I mean, here's the Bulls. Whether it's this season, this offseason, or during next season, if Alice Caruso is going to walk, if you don't have a big indication that Alice Caruso is going to stay, keep in mind he only has one year left on his contract. You may have to look to move him. Uh, to get something back, and teams are going to be willing to give up something for Alice Caruso. But don't get me wrong. I would love Alice Caruso to stay a bull. I would love to be able to say that we Alice Caruso can be a bull for a long time because he's that type of player. He's that type of player you look at, and you're proud to wear your jersey. But uh, is he going to want to stay through this bullshit, or he's going to want to go try to compete for titles, right? That's the thing. Uh, K. Mills says, I know he ain't a bull, but uh, Yaquez has a nice game. That's a pretty good rookie. Showed a lot in these games. Hey, remember uh, one of the things that the bull, that the um, Heat were hung up on in the potential Dame Lillard trade was Hami Yaquez, right? Giving him up. And you kind of see now why, right? As a perfect rookie, no. Superstar level, probably not. But he's bringing a lot of energy, and he, he doesn't have a reluctance to shoot the ball either, so. Hear me out, Zach, to watch. Why the fuck would you want Jordan Poole on the team? Have you watched Jordan Poole play basketball? It's been completely exposed. No, no, no. I'm good. We don't want Jordan Poole on this team at all. Brand says, the Bulls look very disorganized. No direction. Funny how people get hype after W. However, a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then. Just uh, play the young guys. Make it fun for us to watch. Listen, that's not going to be fun. i tell you right now, playing the young guys ain't going to make it fun to watch. It's not going to do that. You're going to be just as stressed out. You may even be more depressed to, to, to see the future of the Chicago Bulls and how they play. I'm just saying. Well, Famo says, so we, we beat the Heat just to lose the next game and nobody sees nothing wrong. I mean, no, I think everybody sees something wrong. We know exactly what's wrong with this team. It's going to take a minute to get to, to get the change in here. DeRozan only, DeRozan, only take, DeRozan only 10 shots also. That's crazy. A combined 19 shots from DeMar DeRozan and, and Zach Levine, and they didn't shoot a horrible percentage either. So, 
Not like we can say they were shooting horribly. Archangel says, don't know how or where to find advanced analytics, but it feels like I test only the IO Patrick and Drummond do well together. So of course they hardly play all three together. I wonder how many minutes though they those those players do play. That's crazy. Imagine Zach Levine responding to that. Hey, I'm a two-time all-star. It's fucking bum Levine. That's that's crazy. You guys are killing Zach Levine tonight. <laughs> Adrian says, Man, I love the Bulls, but I need to stop watching this shit. Listen, when it comes down to it, man, um, this is this is a struggle. That where this team is right now, let's be clear here. This is a team that lacks heart. This is a team that has some very glaring holes with the, the, the construction of the roster. We don't play a modern style offense. When we do try to play a modern style offense, we end up looking like shit doing it because that's just not our game. That's not what we're suited to do. This is a team that can't shoot threes. They can't defend well consistently. They top 10 defense in the league, but you know, consistently we have we we can't usually get a stop where we need to get a stop. This is a team that's shooting god awful as a team across the season. This is also a team that when the going gets tough and the game gets tight, you know they're going to show up like bitches. That means not at all. So it's 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 crazy, and the thing that that sucks a lot about the Chicago Bulls team as well is that you have a coach in Billy Donovan. You know what Billy Donovan is? Billy Donovan is like the idiot that is having sex with their woman, and when their woman's moaning and saying just like that, they start speeding up the stroke, and then she can never get in her get her nut off because Billy Donovan's a fucking idiot. Billy Donovan doesn't know how to read the situation at all and make contextual substitutions in and out the game to help change the game. Everything from this team. You have a high, the highest paid player in the fran- in the franchise's history that doesn't give a fuck anymore about showing up for your team. And you know why? This, this is the thing. Zach Levine and the way that he's handling this, I'm not going to say he's handling it perfectly. But you know why I can understand why Zach Levine has gotten to this point? Because you've showed up for seven years. And have you been perfect in that? No. Have you been part of the reason why your team has lost? Yes. But you, you show up to this team, to this franchise for seven years. The same franchise that made you uh, go out there and get a deal from the Sacramento Kings to stay here the first time. Cool, right? You signed the off sheet. You were coming back from knee injury. That makes sense. Then after that, right, you you, you play here another a few years. Then you go out and get them. They give you your max level contract. You don't take a meeting with another team. You sign. It's in here. It's done. And then this team has done nothing. This team has gone out in the offseason and gotten you Javon Carter and Torrey Craig and while two Really solid pieces to the team. Those are two pieces that you focus on adding when you've already gone on a winning streak, when you've already gone on a playoff run. And then on top of all of that, you have a coach with a terrible-ass hairline that can't coach to save his fucking life. I don't blame Zach Levine for how he feels because this team has no future. It has no direction. That's why when you hear things like Zach would be open to trade to the Kings or open to trade to the, to the Spurs, it's because, listen, those players that – Regardless of where the roster is, you know that coach is going to have a direction. You know that coach is going to bring something out of the players. You know that coach is going to motivate you. This team right now fucking sucks, period. And it's hard to, to, to continually get up for a team that doesn't do shit. Right, that this you we can say that Zach Levine quit on the franchise, but goddamn, you know what? AK and Eversley also quit on the team when they looked at Lonzo Ball, when they when they decided Lonzo Ball went down, and then they say, Huh, what are we gonna do to fix this? Oh, Lonzo's gonna come back. We're gonna wait on Lonzo to come back. Oh, he's not coming back. Bet we're gonna we're gonna still run it back. You bet on continuity and it blew up in your fucking face, right? So I understand the frustration that Zach Levine has. Do I agree with how he's handling it? No. 
But I definitely understand the frustration because we're frustrated with this franchise. How can we not understand the frustration of a player that's actually playing, that has to day in and day out, show up to this bullshit, look across the, the, the goddamn arena and see Billy Donovan is the one calling plays for them, that looks up in the stands and you have an owner, uh, ownership that you're never going to fucking see because the fucking Reinsdorfs don't care about the Chicago Bulls. They care about the White Sox and the, and the goddamn Chicago Bulls are their side hustle. Then you also look up in the stands and you have A.K. and Eversley in there who, listen, they keep drafting these raw players, didn't have a fucking uh, player development staff. That's what it is. It, it, it's it's hard not to understand the frustration. Again, I don't agree with how he's handling it at all, but I understand the frustration because guess what? It's the same frustration I see and I feel day in and day out with this fucking god-awful poverty and fucking franchise. Every single time, I feel the same way looking at this. I love this team. I love this team with all my goddamn heart. Everything. I love the Chicago Bulls. We'll never root for another team. And the day that the Chicago Bulls win another goddamn title, I pray to God that I'm still on this planet to see it and smile because I've been through some dark, dark fucking days of dog shit with this team. But guess what? This team has no fucking future at all. If you work for a job, the regular people here, if you work for a company and you saw that this company was fucking leveraging are hemorrhaging money every single day that they kept firing good employees that they couldn't hire a fucking management staff to save their fucking life. And you sit here looking at it like, damn, that pension could be good. But do I really think that seems that this company is even going to be here for me to get this fucking pension? The bulls are in the fucking hell right now. And the players are tired of it. They're tired of being in hell. And guess what? It's not experience the thrill of March madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc not just fucking 
firing Billy Donovan that's going to fix this either because you could fire Billy Donovan all fucking day, but if this front office ain't going to stand the fuck up and realize the shit that they need to fix, we're going to be right back here in five years with a different with a different set of, uh, a different team, a different set of players, and we're going to be right back in the same goddamn spot because they don't give a fuck, yo. Real talk. They don't give a fuck. It just is what it is, man. It is what it is, bro. Like, Instead, like this team is going to have to get lucky in drafting, get lucky in somebody coming here, get lucky in somebody progressing. Because as it stands right now, this shit is like, like I said, I understand Zach being tired of it. You still need to handle it better because you are you're still getting paid. But at the end, at the end of the day, I can understand any player up and down this roster being frustrated that this is the fucking shit they find themselves in because this it, it, Billy Donovan can coach himself out of a goddamn paper bag, bro. Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't agree with how Zach is handling it either, but same here. I don't blame him. This team needs to do something. And and the funny the funny thing is, is that we can talk about that we need to do something all day long. But, the, like, this front office really seems content and just keep running it back. And I guess they're hoping. They're hoping that they're going to draft somebody that is just going to hit that ceiling and just uh, and just turn this team around. But it doesn't seem like it's coming. It doesn't seem like it's coming. Hayes, have you heard anything without who the uh, about who the Bulls are looking to bring to this team? I hate they're so quiet. I mean, no. And you're not really going to hear much either right now just because of the state that, that things are in. Um, not moving to December 15th. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so over this fucking squad, though. I'm so over it. I'm really over it, man. Ah, uh, God damn. This is where we find ourselves at as Bulls fans, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm more entertained when I see the Utah Jazz uh, that I see us playing. Listen, and for everybody who always talks about Laurie marketing, like, yeah, Laurie marketing scores a lot of points. That Utah Jazz seems God fucking awful, though. Like, like God fucking awful. We got the same goddamn record. As soon as I learned that Ryan Stuff actually makes money by not going to the luxury tax, I knew that they would never use that exception to give us the help we need during these years with Lonzo dead cap. It, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing, too. And don't get me wrong. I definitely understand that you have $20 million in dead salary that you're not getting shit out of. I completely understand that I can't take that away from what the current situation is with this team. But the fact of the matter is a smart front office will find a way to do something, right? Do something. That's it, man. Do something. Do y'all not see the pattern between Jimmy Butler and Zach Levine when you have a similar pattern between your star player or something? Well, completely different scenarios there, but I get what you're saying. Do you think the Bulls trade tomorrow by the trade deadline if they can't agree to extension? I would. That's probably why it's not going to happen because they don't give a fucking shit. Bears, Bulls, Sox, Cubs, Chicago may be the worst sports city at the moment. Listen, we down bad right now. We are down bad right now. My dad was trying to look into tickets into going to a game, but tickets are too expensive and they're not even worth it right now. Listen, they may have to pay you. Bloody Horns just called Vooch a Euro. Christian Woods, stats look good, don't amount to wins, and now I can't unsee. That's crazy. Shout out to Bloody Horns, though. Javon needs to stop pulling up on fast break like Steph Curry. I punch my TV screen every time he does it. Who gave him the keys to do that on every fast break? I'll tell you what, though. His skill did because he the time when he gets into rhythm doing that, it completely makes the defense have to stay on their toes. But he hasn't been doing it consistently enough. He can do it, but he was he's been a bench player his whole career for a reason, right? If he was able to do that every every rip. He'd, he'd be a starter on every NBA team in the league, especially with the way that he can play defense. 
How much money do the Bulls get from not going to the tax? Uh, so it, it goes into a pool. So basically all the tax money, the NBA takes their cut, and then the rest of the teams that didn't go into the luxury tax split that too. So probably anywhere between 100 to $150 million, and people don't talk about that. People don't think about it, right? You got a team like the like the Milwaukee Bucks that if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, their luxury tax bill just this season is like sixty million dollars. So, yeah, they're getting a nice amount. They're getting a nice amount. Ede says uh, Mark Jackson is a Mark Jackson will never coach again in the NBA. Period. He's never going to coach again in the NBA. And that's not listen. I've said it before. I think it's a travesty what the NBA is doing to Mark Jackson. And um. You know, it sucks. It sucks that he continues to be blackballed because Mark Jackson helped set the foundation for the modern-day dynasty that the Golden State Warriors have. He helped set that foundation. And so it it really sucks. It really sucks, man. It, it sucks. It is, this is what it is. This is the team that we root for. This is the place and lot that we have in life. And this is what we got to deal with, y'all. This is what we got to deal with. With the pending trade that is bound to happen, what is the best package we can get? I mean, it depends. I think the Spurs still can put the best package together when you look at the number of picks, first-round picks that they have, and the fact that they have our own first-round pick that they can remove the protections from. Um, but, I mean, the Kings can put together a solid deal. I like, especially if he's built around Chris Murray. That can get you a long way to go there. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 the, as far as the best, it really depends on what the Bulls' real focus is. The, if their focus is the draft picks, probably still the Spurs. If the focus is players that can contribute now, maybe the Kings – if the focus is kind of getting a mixture of both, I would go back to the Spurs on that. Um, I know people have hoped for like Josh Giddy shit like that. That ain't coming. It's not coming. Harrison says, how can the locker room be salvaged at this point when the veterans clearly don't give a damn? Um, easy. Fire all their asses. Like, real talk. If you, if you're like, I think that moving Zach is going to go a long way and depending on what you get back to change the culture. It may be a wake-up call. I think if you fire the coach too, that, that'll be further. But I think other than that is that you have to set a new expectation in this locker room. You have to have a coach that's going to do that, though. And until they are ready to move off Billy Donovan, I truly do think that the, a lot of the Bulls' culture is going to stay the same. I really think it is. Would I love to be wrong about that? Fuck yeah, I'd love to be wrong about that. But hey, Christian Jones says, I'm not familiar with the NBA trade kicker. What's the purpose of it? Um, it's not really the NBA's thing. So not every player has it. It's just a part of, the, a part of some players' contracts. And so Zach Levine has a 15% trade kicker, meaning, hey, I re-sign with you guys for this amount. If you trade me, I want more money. <laughs> and that's what that's what's going to happen. So I don't blame TNT and ESPN for not wanting to show us a lot. ESPN pulled some of our games last year, too. Yeah, they absolutely flex. And now that the NBA has changed it to where every game is flexible, they used to only be like a certain, certain games that you can flex into or out of. But now the NBA has changed it. Most games are, are, are flex eligible for ESPN. They're not going to fucking play the Bulls for real. So I think if the Kings, uh, to answer your question, JK, you think the, we can get Sabonis for Zach are completely unrealistic. I think if the Kings are trading for Zach Levine, they're looking to add, right? And I don't think they're trying to take away from either Fox or Sabonis. I think they're trying to add to that team. So I don't really think that Sabonis would be part of those trade conversations. At least I don't expect it to. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I could be wrong with that one. The Bulls will trade their fans before paying the luxury tax without a hundred percent championship. Yeah, listen, I really do think like Jerry Ryan's of things of that he would pay the luxury tax for a winning team. I truly think, let's say the Chicago Bulls, and not this team, but let's say the Bulls have a team where 
they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose in Game 6. I truly think, depending on how that team looked, that then we'd, we'd be able to go into the luxury tax. I truly believe that. But, again, you have to draft extremely well. You have to make smart free agent decisions, and you have to hope that the injury bug doesn't bite you in your ass to be able to get to that point. So, I mean, look at how Zach is playing. It seems to be trickling down the rest of the team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard not for that type of thing to trickle down to the rest of the team. Sam uh, says, Hayes, I love your show. What do you uh, do? You th- what do you think a trade with the Celtics for Brown for Zach? I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I know. Listen, I just don't think the Celtics who have already made a big move to their roster. I don't think they're looking. To, and honestly, for what Brown's about to get paid, I wouldn't want Brown. Like, I'd rather just keep Zach at that point in time. Um, but hey, maybe that's just me on that one. The upcoming draft doesn't have a player that you need to tank for at all. Weak draft to find potential superstars. Well, that's why we say the Bulls aren't going to tank. Anybody who's hope or thinking that this Zach Levine news means that the Bulls are all of a sudden going to go uh, try to tank, no, nah, they're not going to go there, that route. Now, this this isn't a draft that is shaping up right now to have the the generational talent in it, but you can get you can get a solid eight to ten year starter in this draft. Absolutely, like you can get that in this draft. Um, it just depends on you have to temper your expectations and you still could like some of the drafts that we do say aren't as deep. You still have players that really stand out and come out of. Um, but last time we were in not a deep draft. I mean, look at uh, Tyrese Halliburton was a player in that draft. That wasn't a deep draft and look at him. He went, he went down in that draft and he developed into a star. So, and that, that draft was not considered a deep draft at all. So you just gotta, you gotta really scout hard. And I hope that the bulls are really, doing uh, some some scouting uh, in that. Uh, They may be looking for a shooting guard now. I would say that Justin Edwards, the shooting guard out of Kentucky, may be on the Chicago Bulls' radar uh, this upcoming draft, depending on where they draft at. Now, if they fall more towards the top five, I think that changes a little bit. But, you know, there there are definitely some players, and we'll talk about that as we get closer. to. It's crazy that we're even talking about that. We have 67 games left. 67 games left. And realistically, we're already somewhat looking at who the Bulls can get in the draft. That's crazy. The 2025 pick is looking uh, more better for us day by day because at this rate, the Spurs ain't getting shit. I wouldn't say that because I think that with what this team is, it's still going to be not bad enough to where they're not going to get. Like, I wouldn't say for sure, but again, you got to hope that the lottery ball falls, falls in your favor, and we don't get a lot of that for the Chicago Bulls. K-Mill says it's, it feels like the NBA has a multi-team trade, uh, major trade that's going to happen and shake everything up, and the Bulls are primed for being right in the middle of it. Uh, we'll see, man. I, I I don't know. If it gets to a multi-team trade, I don't know if I trust that the Bulls come out on the other side of that. Can we roast Legend of Winning? He uploaded another vid on the Bulls. He's such a fat clown. That's crazy. Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a low fan, um, personally. Um, it is what it is. His hairline is absolute garbage as well. But I'm just going to leave it at that. What is the protection on the 2025 pick? Top 10 protected. So it would have to fall in the top 10 for the Bulls to keep it. Anything lower than the top 10, it goes uh, to the to the San Antonio Spurs. Rick Sanders says one bad guy can influence the whole locker room. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. 67 games, 67 of them, man. We got a lot of games left to get through on the season, man. It's crazy. A lot of games left to get through. Man, this is going to be a long season, y'all. 
OTR in the building says, do you think the Bulls should trade for Clay and Kaminga from low? In my opinion, they should trade for D. Mitch. Listen, no. Nobody wants the ghost of, of Clay Thompson at this point. Like, come on, man. Come on. We good on that. We good on that. Kings looking for Pascal, Zach, or Ananobi. I mean, they very well may be. We'll see if they can end up getting one of them. Um, the Bulls aren't just going to hand them. So we'll end up seeing what that ends up being. If you coach this team, Vooch would play four and Drummond would start to center, and then the team would get considerably worse. Starting Vooch at four, we're already frustrated with the threes he takes out of center. That's literally the, the the stupidest thing that could be done with this lineup. I'm not calling you stupid at all. I understand why you would go to that, but it's not going to help this team at all. That would honestly put the team at so much worse of a position than where we already are. I'm just happy I held off buying tickets to the Bulls uh, in Toronto this Friday. Tickets were like $300. Just, just, just break in. Just break it. 67 games left, and I'm already on the scout team. It's more fun than watching these games. Yeah, uh, to a degree, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Like the stream. Like it. Hit the subscribe. We're two subscribers away from getting to what, where we'll be at. 15,650 subscribers if we can get two more subscribers. I know two of y'all is not subscribed to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Do you see a path to redemption for this group? Um, Ask me that again after the Zach Levine trade. After that trade goes down, ask me. Ask me that again. Um, and we'll take a look at where that roster sits. OKC is going to be tough for sure on Wednesday. They beat us already. Uh, that caused the players to only mean no opening night. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, the, the, the stretch that the Bulls have coming up is, is absolutely hellacious. Um, and so this road trip for the Chicago Bulls, they face the OKC Thunder, the Toronto Raptors, the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics, and then they come back and face Milwaukee at home. That could be... Mentally breaking for a lot of Bulls fans. A lot of mentally breaking for Bulls fans. Who's got Reinsdorf email address? Spam that shit with Jehovah Witness pamphlets from around the world. That's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. 67 games left. 67 games of complete and utter hell left. That's where we sit right now, people. 67 games. This season basically just started. Right? It just started. We're a month into the season. We got five more months of this shit. And this this season for the Chicago Bulls already looks like it's going to be a terrible one. That's crazy. This is where we find ourselves already. It's really crazy. It sucks, man. That That's wild. That's crazy how we've where we've gotten already this early in the season. I say we draft. No, Bronny James is an absolute terrible prospect. He's going to be a terrible NBA player. So I'm good on that. You can keep Bronny James and his pops hairline up off the team. We could very well be on a five-game losing streak at the end of this road trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, don't, don't be surprised on it. Don't be surprised. Lonzo with one knee is still better than our options at the point guard right now. Uh, no, nah, he's not. Not with one knee, no. Y'all remember how last year everyone thought Utah was the best team in the league? Things can change. Listen, here's the thing, though. The thing with Utah is, is that they had – Players that fit, right? Even still, they're off to a 4-9 start this season. But you look at that roster and you you can figure out how that roster fits together. You don't have that here with the Chicago Bulls, man. You just don't. That team also has young, pl promising players that you know are going to be part of that team's future for, for a while, right? You don't have that here. You just don't. So, uh, listen, I get it. Um... We like to make comparisons is one of the things of sports fans, but miss it. it. It's, it's, it's tough right now. It's tough. 
We're about to see how long the NBA season is. 67 more games of the fermented dumpster juice of a team. Listen, like I said, maybe the Zach Levine trade really really changes something. So Hayes uh tripping. I think Bronny could be solid. Nah, I'm good on I'm good on Bronny James. I'm like, I'm just good on Bronny James. Hayes, if Monty Williams and Steve Kerr was coaching this team, would this team be in the same place? No, because those are actually competent coaches that I think, I'm not saying that the Bulls would be like uh, head and shoulders better, but I do think that this team would look better. I think that the, the, the parts would work a little bit better together. I think the rotations will make more sense. I think we make better adjustments. So is the season over yet? Hell no, unfortunately, brother, we got a long way to go. Do you think uh, this team record by the trade deadline can redirect the decision on? No, Zach is gone. And no, they're not going full. Re- this front office has said it. They've, they've laid it out. They're not going to rebuild. They've said it. They've shown it. AK shown it in this history. They're not going to go rebuild. It's very unlikely. So thank goodness OKC is there to be my side piece. That is hilarious. OKC Thunder, that's a nice side piece to have. That's a very nice side piece to have. Unfortunately for me, I'm a, I'm a diehard Bulls fan through and through. So it is what it is. Do you think Caruso wants out Sydney? Um, no, I don't think I, I don't get that indication. But again, I think AC is a player that is, is would be more than happy to just see it through and, and see his contract out. And he's just gonna compete. He's gonna compete. Had a dream that this is uh that it was the offseason, and then I woke up to this hellhole. That's funny. I had a dream the other day about uh a Zach Levine. I can't remember who we got back in the trade, but I was ecstatic. And then I woke up and I was like, fuck, that didn't happen. Brennan L. Jet says this season is depressing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Does DeMar call Jerry every night too? No, I doubt that. Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't care about players. Mike Budenhoser, no, he's not. We're gonna be in the same exact place that we are now. That's it. Vincent says, I just can't believe the Chicago Bulls do not have no type of future. Man, you and you and everyone. Like this is where this is where we sit right now. It's come to this. This is what it's come to. And it's unfortunate. It sucks. It's not where we wanted to be. But hey, this is now where we sit. DMG in the building says, it's really crazy that we can't see a future for this team. I also believe when Zach is traded um, is when he becomes that all-NBA caliber player just despite his. Depending on where Zach goes, I would not be surprised at all. Because if Zach goes to a team where he's able to focus on his role and the things that he does well, let's say he goes to a team that has a solid defensive culture, right, that has an anchor. Like, Like, for example, if Zach Levine had a center like Joe Kim Noah out there with him, Zach Levine's defensive limitations will be minimized because you have a, a, a rim-protecting big out there in Joe Kim Noah, right? Now, the makeup of the team would have to change some, too. But, like, if Zach Levine goes to the right situation, oh, man, it's going to be – we're going to see Zach Levine take off. And I'm sure that's part of the reason why he's asking for that trade as well. Sean says, I'm from Chicago, and I'm not a fan of not one team from Chicago. <laughs> Fuck all that. Uh, they ain't finna have me stressing poverty ass. That's crazy. That's crazy. Patrick Williams is the Bulls version of Vellis Jones. No, I think that's Dalen Terry. Can't even get on the court. Zach and Billy saying that they are taking the right shots and trying to get the team involved instead of iso ball, but fans are still mad. We're technically getting what we wanted, but it's just not working. Listen, here's what I'll say with that. Zach Levine, yeah, not play iso ball, but this still doesn't mean take 10 shots from, from Zach Levine. Right, so DeMar DeRozan still doesn't mean DeMar take 10 shots. It's how you get those shots. And so... You know, it is what it is there, man. I, I really think it comes down to Billy Donovan is just a horrible-ass basketball coach. But all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to wrap this up. Still got to do Locked on Bulls. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed to the channel. I'll be back tomorrow morning with our normal daily episode. 
Tomorrow marks the official 900 straight days of Chicago Bulls Central, man. I appreciate you guys so much for everything, supporting me throughout all this. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242. No, that's the Chicago Bulls of voicemail. Uh, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot. For everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.